suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another. And I think it's up to people to decide uh, you know, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. Welcome to the Doing Time Show. I'm Peter. Um, we've got a big show ahead of us. Um, got Ruth from um, West Papuan activist from Indonesia talking about political prisoners in Indonesia. And we've got um, Ali, who's a regular, talking about a hunger strike in, um, I think it's Yorga Hill. And we'll have Marissa. Um, she's going to, I'm going to ring her about. Um, um, a statement from Jan Lahman, who's a political prisoner. And then we're going to go to a few podcast snippets from um, Mamiya Abul-Jamal. So sit back and listen to um, the show. 3CR is a community radio licence holder. What you hear on community radio is governed by the community radio codes of practice. The codes of practice cover matters relating to program content, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music, programs for children, and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting by and for the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this station. Copies of the code are available from the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash who we are. We have Ruth on the line. She wants to talk about her experience in West Papua. Hi, Ruth. How are I'm you? good. Yep. Can you tell um, tell us about yourself, what you do? Uh, um, I'm, thank you. My name is... I'm Ruth, I'm uh, 25 years old, uh, I'm from East Papua, uh, in the Egypt, Panyang, uh, yeah. Um, now I'm still in the Jakarta. You're in Jakarta now. Do you visit... Um, I'm nurse, yeah. Do you visit political prisoners? I'm nurse. Uh, yes, uh... I stay in the Jakarta Health Business. Uh, I start from the uh, 2013 in the Jakarta. 2000. Until 2013 until uh, now in the Jakarta. Oh, you've been... Uh, been happening in West Papua? Uh, and, uh, I, in the, I think the West Papua is very dangerous about it. Although, the both military in the Papua, but they are every activist and then uh arrested and then uh they are arrested and then all uh, all activists they are arrested and then all activists they are arrested and then now they are in the prison. Uh in the Papua uh the prison and um, um, in the uh, uh, police incident there 
and the art One woman and five men in are they in the prison? Uh, in the Jakarta half uh in, one of the I can think about uh, on the two uh on the day check twenty 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 nine. Twenty nine we we explained to complain about uh the sending for those couple in the Jakarta and then uh the uh, five people the are in the morning star and then police arrested them and then now we are stay in the prison prison in the Jakarta remote in the Jakarta. Uh in the Jakarta the in the prison have the people students students West Papua uh six people and then one people from Indonesia but he uh Six or seven people. Oh, is it very hard to help the prisoners? Yeah, I'm very hard. Very hard and dangerous because uh, I uh, I think a lot about them because they are not happy. Yeah. So you um escaped from West Papua. You you had to go. Again? You had to run. You had to go. Away from West Papua because the army. Uh, you mean um, what work do you do? Um, helping prisoners. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. I'm updating that because that's for in the Papua, uh, now I ask for political prisoners because yeah. I see all already arrested or left Papua and then they are bring to the prison now. And my work, I just update, just update activities uh, where when a government initiated is then political prisoners and then. Now, uh, yeah, every day I update, update the data for the prisoners in the 
in here. Yeah. How can we um, help? But you know, my daughter is nurse, but especially high health health medical business in the Jakarta, mm-hmm. and I update all the medical business uh, in the rest of the How do you think we can help the prisoners with yeah. yeah. Oh, how, how do we help the prisoners in here, like in Australia? How can we help? Uh, uh, maybe uh, now we think about uh, uh, we have help the maybe we can uh, yeah the first maybe you can you can help me and help me, yeah. uh, like campaign about political prisoners, free political prisoners mm. in the Australia, maybe, and then other than that, because uh, another country, because they all have um, now the in the prison, we can campaign about free political prisoners in 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 the West Papua and and. In the in the nation. So just raise awareness. I hope uh, maybe you can. I I hope I need solidarity from you and then from another uh, friend, another country, uh, and then uh, yeah, I need solidarity for campaign about the political prisoners. Sorry, what was that? Uh, maybe I can say I need solidarity. Yeah. Confirm about three political prisoners in the West Papua or West Papua and Indonesia because in Indonesia has to be the political prisoners in the Jakarta city people. Mm. Oh, campaign in Australia for them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, how do we contact um, people to do this? There's a website, isn't there, the Human Rights one? Okay, how do you? There's a website, the Human Rights one, website to help the prisoners. Yeah, you know what? Uh, maybe can, I can tell them for... Uh, so approved into that uh, business, and then we can call. I can call and then uh, after Yandal in English, like this. Yeah. So what's the have you, have you got a website? Have you got a website? Yeah, uh, for political business, I have a web, Papuan Diandar. Papuan M-E. Papuan Diandar in the base, uh, base in the English. Oh, right. 
Papua Miandan in English. Papua Papua Miandan. Yep. That's the website. Yeah, that is this is website. Oh, great. So, have you got? I'm talking about the story. dangerous and human rights violations uh, are being I mean lots of human rights violations in West Papua and that was Ruth who was who's in Indonesia she's a West Papuan um, activist who's um, visiting um, prisoners in um, Indonesia um, sorry about the um, language barrier hopefully people can understand um, she manages Human Rights Watch Indonesia. So people can Google that. And now we have online Marissa from the Doing Time Show. Hi, Marissa. Hello, Peter. Now, um, you've got a statement to read out from Jan Carl Lehman about Tom, Thomas Manning, haven't you? I have. It's, it's a statement that Jan Lehman sent, sent you, Peter, I believe. Yeah. And We've actually just finished typing it up, which is what we do for political prisoners all over the world. And so the statement is now typed up, and I'll read this out. It's actually a statement in honour of Thomas Manning, um, and who's a political prisoner in America. And as you've said already, Peter, I'm sure, that Jan is also a political prisoner in America as well. And so here is a statement. Yep. Class war prisoner, freedom fighter, man of the power... Man of the People. Long-held political prisoner Thomas William Manning died on July 30th of a heart issue at the Federal Penitentiary in Hazleton, KY. Tom, Tommy, to his many comrades, family, friends and people who knew him, was a long, lifelong revolutionary, freedom fighter. From the early 70s, Tom was a public activist and organiser and later a quite successful militant in the anti-imperialist underground. Captured in 85, he and some of his comrades became known as the Ohio Seven, United Freedom Front defendants. After many trials, Tom was hit with a 58-plus 80-year sentence. He was then thrown into some of the worst, harshest prisons in the US. Being in captivity did not stop Tom from continuing to work and struggle for justice, freedom, human rights and the socialist and environmentally sustainable future. So many people and our planet so need. 
Tom struggled against abuses inside prisons and continued to work for the independent struggles in Puerto Rico and Ireland, the Palestinian struggle and the then still going anti-apartheid struggle in South Africa. In fact, Tom was very likely one of the two last anti-apartheid activists still in captivity anywhere in the world. Tom, of course, always continued to support the struggle for poor working people in this country and struggles of black people, native rights and struggles against police abuse and murders of civilians, people of colour in particular. Tom was an artist and an accomplished painter. His artwork truly captures some of Tom's essence. His portrayal of the dignity of working people, children, women, the strength and determination of revolutionary fighters and leaders and more. A beautiful book of some of Tom's art was published in 2004 for Love and Liberty. Artist Tom Manning. Now Tom is gone. Our comrade, my comrade, who suffered years of medical neglect and medical abuse in the federal prison system. Your struggle and suffering is now over, brother. But your example, your words, deeds, even your art lives on. You truly were a Boston Irish rebel, a lifelong man of and for the people, a warrior, a person of compassion, motivated by hope for the future and love of the common people, a revolutionary freedom fighter. We miss you and love you, comrade, and we will carry on the struggle. Jan Lehman, Ohio 7, anti-imperialist, political prisoner, August the 2nd, 2019. And just to give a little bit of a postscript there. Um, no, I actually I don't think we need a postscript. I, I read it properly. No, it's all right. <laughs> oh. That's okay, because he was talking about um, struggles of against police abuse and, and murders. Yeah. Um, and that's true. Well, yeah, Tom, Tom died in um, like July the 30th, but it took a long time for this statement to come that's out. That's right. And Well... The thing is, Peter, as you already know, Tom yeah. died in July 2019, but letters from prison take a very long time. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> and Jan is very, very isolated there. He doesn't have the same supports that he had when he was in Boston. He's been transferred yeah. to another prison away from his loved ones. I actually had the pleasure of, of visiting Jan um, 10 years ago now, I believe, when I was in Boston. And so he doesn't have a chance to do a lot of radio anymore. And so this is a really special feature of the Do and Time show that we are actually reading out this statement on behalf of Jan to give him a voice as he's been deprived of a voice and to honour and to honour Tom Manning as well. Yep. So um, what's um, Jan's address, Marissa? Do you know? Oh, yes. So if people want to write to Jan, I'll just read out the address. Yeah. So his full name, and this is what you write on the envelope, Jan, J-A-A-N, Carl, K-A-R-L, Lehman, L-A-A-M-A-N. So it's Jan Carl Lehman. The prison number is 10372016. After that, you put USP, McCreary, M-C, capital C, R-E-A-R-Y. So that's two Cs. P-O box. 3000, Pine Knot, P-I-N-E, and then another word, K-N-O-T, K-Y, 42635, United States. Oh, thanks very much, Marissa. Um, it's great.
Um, and you got anything else to say? Well, really, a final comment is that we do need to support all political prisoners. Yeah, this show's dedicated to political prisoners too. Absolutely, and set them free. And we're going to have Ali on soon about hunger strike. In, oh, okay, there's been hunger strikes in, in Adelaide. Um, Yulga Hill um, and oh. um, their political prisoners too, refugees. Of course, yeah. of course. Well, good luck with the show, Peter. All right, thank you. Thank you. Bye. And that was Marissa from um, the Free CR doing time show. Um, we'll just go to a. And that was um, In Control by Baker Boy, a pretty um, 
out there rapper who's you know got recognised a lot. And we're gonna go to um speak to Ali very soon. Um, hi Ali. Um, how are you been? Hi, hello. How are you, Peter? How are you been? Good. Yeah, um, good. Um, I just sort of um, I noticed that uh, there's a hunger strike in Yoga Hill. Yeah, it's been hunger strike in Yonge Hill. 290 detainees stay really upset from border force, Australian border force there, yeah. not operating the centre properly and watching circle what they are doing in there. Uh, it's similar, like they fixed the situation of the food from the last six months ago of the hunger strike. They fixed the food situation yeah. and then they come back to the same old ways now circle because border force not watching them, border force not not caring and looking up there for this kind of people, and people got really upset again. And yesterday they protest at the front of uh, in the middle of the green hut and uh, demanding to see border force and talk to them in a meeting about it because it's just getting too much. Yeah, what yeah. happened? What's going on is. Border force in there, they, their office base is outside of Yonge Hill fences in the car park. Um. And they don't come in inside the center. They come in like right, very where, like if you try to see border force, maybe you see them every six months or five months, once in the blue moon and they just walking around the quick fast. You know, like just for two seconds you see them and then everyone will talk, talk, talk to them. They start even forgetting which one is which, which one asks for what. So mm. they just ignore you and, and go and never fix anything up for you. Oh. And that's where the issue is. The issue is because of that, like me, myself, I was there. I was putting every single day request to see Border Force, request complaint to Border Force. Mm. Nothing at all came up to me resolved from anything i done for border force in there. It's all get ignored. Complaints get ignored and chucked in the bin by circle managers, the forms and the circle managers. The complaint it doesn't get resolved. It doesn't get fixed. Situations doesn't get fixed. Detainees request the staff doesn't get it. To trees they don't have and always run out and they in the middle of the bush, in the middle of nowhere, Yonge Hill, and they running out of trees and they don't have so much to trees they don't have nothing much. A close, all their clothes is, is, is getting old and ripped off, and they're not giving them enough clothes and welfare clothes and that. And these people, uh, normally in Melbourne and Sydney, little bit you get people protesting, people go visit people. Yeah. But the problem is with Perth and Yonge Hill. In Perth, it's outside of Perth, Yonge Hill, in, in town, a small town called Northern, in the middle of nowhere in the bush. Wow. It's two hours a drive to Perth City. I, I've been there and I know that and I live from Perth, you know that. Yeah. So it's two hours of driving from the city. So no many people go there. Maybe every six months, maybe one a group of uh, church people comes through one time or maybe even not. And they just come in, come in just to pray with detainees a little bit and go, go back to Perth. Mm. So they don't get enough support. So they laying all the hopes up to get support of Circle and Border Force, which is they're not getting. That's why they get pissed off about it and upset. And they don't want it 
accelerated to next level and bigger problem, and then they will blame it on the detainees. Same last year when they done the riot, which is you remember that when happened the riot, and they blame the detainees. They are dangerous. They are out of control. But they don't realize actually detainees keep getting ignored. Detainees keep asking for stuff and keep getting ignored. It's nothing to do with detainees are uh, dangerous or not. It's just desperate man can't do anything. Desperate mm. man in the middle of nowhere giving him bad food and he's hungry and going on hunger strike and all that and you, spot, you expect him to be behaving and just like let you step step with your ABS shoes and circle shoes on top of his head and just walk on top of them. It's not fair. It's absolutely not fair. Nah. There's people there being seven years and eight years, five years, all of, all of them, and been in Australia all their life. These people have family. Like one of them is Paula, my friend. He's, he, he's one of the really good guys in there. He's been... I, I think more than four years in detention center now. He's from New Zealand. He's been all his life in Australia. And his family in Australia and his kids. And all of a sudden they wanted to deport him. It can't be. It can't be done. This, this person is like Australian. doesn't matter he's not Australian in paperwork, but this person is Australian. He can't, he can't do that to him. No, like, a, a, a lot of people like that kind of situation are just not fair at all on any any person. For instance, even now with me here, I put request, I said my mother, sick mother, coming from Perth to visit me here for my birthday on Monday. My Monday mm. is my birthday, okay? Yeah. So I said I will wish my mother going to buy me a birthday cake and to come into the center. I, will, I, I would like to, my friends in here, like the families and the friends here, my friends, come and celebrate my birthday with me, with my mother. Got denied. What harm to you if this detainees, girls and boys, going to share my cake and going to make me happy in my birthday and, and support me in my birthday and have a little fun? What, what harm to you? Is this call it a risk? Like, what harm? they meeting my mother my sick mother, with a cake, a birthday, and that. So it's just, they get your nerves. Circle, love to play around, and just, they love paperwork. They they like paperwork, because the more paperwork they do on detainees, the more money they take out of border force. Oh, and the more, the, the more paperwork they get off the detainees, that more history get built up to the detainees, and when they go to court, AAT refuse them and they stay longer in detention. They're circle making money. So the more reports they make, they look good to their bosses of circle because they're keeping detainees more in bad reports and keeping them always on bad reports and bad characters so they will never go out. And then they stay for years in detention, so they're making money off them. So that why. Like, they expect me now to go off on my birthday so they, they can do extra paperwork and all that kind of stuff. And then they say, see, yeah, he's bad and that. And then I, I, I keep getting denied visa and keep putting in detention long time. But they, if they come up to the right story, it's like a birthday. What, 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 what are you trying to do, Mr. James? Mr. James is here. I don't know what he's trying to do. It's like, this is just a birthday. 
if you deny a person a birthday yeah. for a person, is like, it's just ridiculous. I, I don't know. Like, sounds ridiculous. What do you think of it? Oh, it sounds ridiculous, mate. They should just yeah, so accept, that give you, let your mum come and celebrate your birthday. Um, that, that's what I mean. It's like always they get to people nerves. They don't try to make people happy. Always try to people out, uh, make them down and upset. Yeah. If they see you flying, they laugh about it and they be more than happy inside them. Yes, yeah. we got them really good. If they see you happy, they will look on any excuse to shut you down and um, to put you down in a kind of bad mentally environment and, and bad mentally destroy a brain and all this kind of stuff. It's just like a mind games a player. Yeah, They're yeah. all about corruptions and all about mind players' games and all that kind of stuff. And both of us doesn't listen to them. And sometimes I, I, I don't understand which one is which the boss anymore. I, I got lost. I don't know if the <laughs> border force is the bosses or, or circle the bosses. Because sometimes I can see border force is the bosses, and then, but they're not acting in the right way and circle mm. are the bosses. I, I'm not sure. I, I, lost, I lost count which one is which anymore. Because two of them exactly the same. Ali, um, so for listeners who just, you know, might have just turned the radio and never heard about Border Force and Circo. Who are they? Like, um, What do they so, do? Australian Border Force who deal yeah. with the minister. So they're the one giving visas and, and making sure the safety of the detainees and all that kind of stuff in detention centre. Yeah. And they run, they run in every centre. They go on office which is based inside the centre, like even a small centre like our centre now in Adelaide, they have an office inside the centre with four border forces staff in there, 20, always in there. And they got 24 hours headline calls as well. They call them if they need them, Circle as well. And Circle management mediate with border force about the staff. So what they do, Circle gives the bad reports to border force. Border force mm. notifies the minister Minister sends them through to their lawyers and to the courts and then mention it to the judges against the detainees. And then in this way, the, the, the judge get the picture of this detainee actually really dangerous. And then yeah. when he gets that kind of picture, he's not going to give you visa. He's going to let you stay long time in detention. And in this way, Circle wins more numbers detainees inside the detention so they get more taxpayers' money. Yep. Taxpayers' money is supposed to be going for sick people with cancer, like my mother, uh, uh, sick people, uh, poor kids, going for for water, for the fires, for the medications, for Centrelink people, for vulnerable people, for prisons. It's supposed to be this money going. And instead of that, nah, they'll kill it on Circle. Given Circle this kind of money, to come in here, give hard time detainees, or go to the office and sleep. Yep. So, um, yes. With the hunger strike, how long are they going to be on hunger strike for? Uh, the hunger, uh, well, the hunger strike is, is they starting talking. Uh, they having meeting with border force since yesterday, and I believe they're having another meeting today as well at two thirty afternoon. 
Yeah. And uh, from from two o'clock, two、uh, thirty afternoon, which is now is still in Perth, it's twelve thirty afternoon right now. So another two hours they got to have the meeting, and from there they'll take it. Right. We, we, we should know where, what they're going to do and where they're going to take it, and whether Border Force going to approve、uh, the the like the rules what the detainees asking for. Like、mm. detainees not asking much; they just asking a little bit leaning with the attitude of the guards. Little bit leading with staff ordering, like get more staff to the canteen to buy food,、yeah. allowing people better food,、uh, and allowing people a little bit more freedom, and stopping circle from taking people always to isolations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,、uh, stop people handcuff, always handcuffing people, handcuffing people because I believe handcuff is supposed to be used on a prisoner. Uh, like、uh, I'm not even should be used on a prisoner, but I believe handcuffs shouldn't be used on detainees. They are non-seeker、no. refugees. What handcuffs to do with them? Like this is unreal. It's unbelievable.、Uh, Marisa came with me to court before. I think you remember when I went to court to Melbourne last last month. And she、yeah. came in. She came in. She tried to shake my hand, and I tried to shake her hand. They didn't let me. Eight guards was、Terrible. not letting me shaking her hand, just saying hello to her. And, and this is first meeting I meet Marisa face to face.、Mm. Can you imagine how much they are actually kind of evil people? Don't want people interact with people. Don't want people smiling. Don't want people get hopes up and all this kind of stuff. They just、uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just a lot of a lot of things they do. It's just not fair. No, it's not good. Yeah. Well, Ali, we're, yeah. we're running out of time. Um, thanks for Thank being available for the interview. Thank you. Thank、It's、you、really、very、good. much. And hopefully, we can talk more. And、uh, please make sure、uh, say thank you to Marisa. Yeah. And tell her Ali miss you so much, and I、uh, <laughs> love you, two of you, and you. Oh, thank you so much, much to people in the prisons and in detention center,、mm. and all over Australia. Australia, I love you. Cool. Thanks, Thank Ali. Very That's very nice. Thank Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And that was Ali,、um, a detainee who's、um, been in、um, detention centres for a long time. He's, he's, all he wants to do is get、um, sort of like become, you know, come to Australia and live a normal life. Now, next up, we're going to go to、uh, cart. I mean, a、uh, announcement, and then we'll go to a.、Um From October the 28th to the 31st, some of the worst climate criminals will be gathering for the International Mining Conference (IMARC) at the Melbourne Convention Centre. Blockade IMARC is an activist alliance committed to putting a stop to the mass destruction caused by extractive industries across the globe and the harm they cause to communities and ecosystems. We need your help to be part of this blockade. Find out how at blockadeimark.com or check out our Facebook page, Blockade IMARC, a 3CR supporter. 
Now I'm just going to play some snippets from um, Prison Radio from um, some commentaries by um, Mamiya Abdul-Jamal. We are joined right now um, uh, by Mumia Abu-Jamal, who just called in from prison in Pennsylvania. Uh, Mumia, we did not expect this call. The last time we had you on, Mumia, um, a federal judge denied a request um, for um, you to get life-saving medication that could cure your hepatitis C. Um, can you talk about your health right now and what's happening? Well, you have to admit, uh, against your better judgment, perhaps, but it's damn good entertainment. And it's unbelievable. I mean, this is the ultimate reality show. It's so real, it's unreal. I think it reflects clearer than anything we could have imagined the fall of empire. And, uh, you know, this is how democracies fall. Um, history repeats itself. First time is tragedy. Second time is farce. So it's, uh, it's interesting. It's entertaining. It's unbelievable. Yet here we are. Um, the last time we had you on, Mumia, um, a federal judge denied a request um, for um, you to get life-saving medication that could cure your hepatitis C. Um, can you talk about your health right now and what's happening? Well, I'm, uh, this is one of my itchy days. So uh, despite taking anti-itch medication, um, the itchiness has reflared. Uh, and so it's not a not a good day. It's not a comfortable day. Um, we kind of got a situation where the judge, I think, uh, performed a Solomonic act in breaking the baby in half. Uh, the judge did rule that the protocol of the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections uh, was unconstitutional and a violation of the Constitution and deliberate indifference to the medical needs of at least 6,000 people uh, in Pennsylvania prisons. He reasoned also that I had sued uh, DOC officials and that was a violation of what he called sovereign immunity. Uh, we respectfully disagreed, but he said what we should have sued was something called the Hepatitis C Care Committee. The fact is, until we had our hearing, we did not know that such a committee existed. So it would have been kind of magical to kind of stop the hearing and say, okay, what are the names of the people of this committee? Uh, we want a real, you know, refile against them. Because we learned about it on perhaps the third or the fourth day of our temporary restraining order hearing. Um, yet our lawyers being... Uh, very apt and very able, uh, Brett Grote and Bob Boyle, refiled against the Hepatitis C Care Committee, but also refiled against the DOC offenders, uh, defendants because they had an opportunity as administrators and healthcare officials to say, no, treat this man. They said, no, go by the protocol. And the protocol that was declared unconstitutional on August 31st is still the one in place as of today. So it's still unconstitutional. 
Mumia Abu-Jamal, mass incarceration is a major issue in this country today. I just came from uh, the premiere of the documentary by Ava DuVernay called 13th, about the 13th Amendment, slavery uh, of 1865 and mass incarceration today. Your thoughts behind bars? Well, it is... Um, remember I talked about tragedy and farce a few moments ago? It is a tragedy that we're now counting down the days of the first African-American, accent on African, president in the history of the United States. And when he leaves, you will still have the greatest incarcerator on earth at work and growing and continuing to divest and destroy and diminish the lives of millions of people. The fact that you could have a black presidency and not put a dent in that hellhole is startling, is tragedy, on, you know, on a grand stage. President, and yet President Obama went, is the first sitting president to go into a prison. Yeah, he went into a prison that was empty because all of the prisoners were emptied from their cells. So he walked into a prison block. Yes, that's true, and it's historic. But it's also true that he walked in an empty prison block. If you have the greatest incarceration on earth in this nation, then, you know, why don't you make history by attacking not empty cells, but creating empty cells by freeing people? And uh, it is a tragedy, because if you think one of the architects, or at least a great mind that helped uh, the architect, and I speak now of William Jefferson Clinton, um, if you think that her, uh, his wife will destroy what he is proud of, right, then you're tripping. I mean, this is not, this is not a good time to be black in America, and not just because of people walking while black, driving while black, running while black, breathing while black, but because of all of the hells that people suffer all across America. Mum and the truth of the matter is it ain't getting sweeter, it ain't getting better. Mumia, it's the 50th anniversary of the founding of the Black Panthers uh, in just a few weeks. Your comments on this as a former Black Panther yourself? I am happy to announce that we are republishing We Want Freedom, a life in the Black Panther Party, by a publisher, a new publisher called Common Notions of Brooklyn. Um, it's a book that I'm really uh, proudest of because it tells the story of the Black Panther Party, warts and all, criticisms and all, personal and political. And I think that in an age where Black Lives Matter is the greatest and biggest civil rights movement in decades, it's time for people to learn from that movement its high points, its low points, its mistakes, and its successes. Because if you read the 10-point program that Bobby Seale and Huey P. Newton wrote in October 1966, it will startle you. It will shock you to see what hasn't changed in 50 years. Uh, to quote Young Jeezy, the rapper, we're still living in hell. And so we must change this reality. And that work continues for all of us.
Red alert. Numbers are needed at the Japurung Heritage Protection Embassy camps immediately. Sacred birthing trees on Japurung country need protecting. Over 50 generations have been born on these sites and the birthing trees themselves are 800 years old. These trees are being protected from the Victorian Labor Party's planned highway extension that is set to destroy this sacred dreaming landscape. The campaign to protect country is led by Japurung traditional owners who are calling on people from all walks of life for support. You can help by joining traditional owners at the camp on Japurung country near Ararat or by donating and putting pressure on Daniel Andrews to protect this sacred land. Visit dwembassy.com for more information and updates. No trees, no treaty.
And you're with FreeCR's 855 AM. I'm Pete. Um, I'm just going to back announce some stuff. Um, we heard from Ruth, and she was talking about um, West Papua political prisoners and the the um, treatment of um, West Papuans in West Papua um, and visiting um, prisoners in um, Indonesia. Um, her... Um, I found a um, website as papuansbehindbars.org. So P-A-P-U-A-N-S-B-E-H-I-N-D-B-A-R-S.org. Um, see you all next week.
Most LGBTIQ people experience positive, intimate, and family relationships. However, like cisgendered heterosexual people, some LGBTIQ people experience abuse and violence in their relationships. With Respect is a new family violence service for LGBTIQ plus Victorians, providing counseling and recovery programs for victims and survivors of family violence and help for people using violence who want to stop. With Respect is a partnership between queer Space, Thorn Harbour Health, Switchboard Victoria and Transgender Victoria. For more information visit withrespect.org.au or call 1-800-542-847. With Respect is not a crisis service. If you need immediate help call triple zero. CR Community Radio, 855am. Six years I've been in desert. Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison project, giving voice to our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates right across Victoria. It's good to be here because uh, Aboriginal radio and um, you don't really get to do this much. Brings us all together. Time, you'll get your time to take that first step out that front door to freedom beyond these walls. Make sure and I just want to say thank you yours. to all What's of you for giving us the opportunity to speak on air. The reason, the bigger the calling. Make your commitment and watch things unfold. And you can listen to audio from this year's broadcasts and previous years as well. Online at any time, just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. But also while I'm here, I'd like to say thank you for all for coming, um, helping, giving us a chance to do this. It's really good, you know. It's been going for a while now. Hopefully, it goes, it keeps going. You know, like it's, it's good that we can do this and um, get our voice out there as prisoners. We can't blame everything on the external, so let's stop looking for it in the hands of the persecutor, because real power comes from here, and it comes from family. If you would like us to post you a free CD, contact the station on 03 Good afternoon, you're on the Beyond Zero Emissions show and my name is Erin Jones. Um, it's nice to be with you today. And uh, thanks for that. That was the Beyond the Bars show. Now, we're, today we're talking about a couple of things, but the predominant 